Hi everyone, my name is Chandler Malone and welcome to the latest episode of Be Atento. Helpful tips and stories from some of today's most successful entrepreneurs and investors. Be Atento is brought to you by Atento Capital, a Tulsa-based venture fund focused on driving returns through early stage venture investment and local economic development and job creation. Atento is Spanish for helpful, careful, thoughtful, conscientious, and polite, as we seek to embody these characteristics to all of our stakeholders. Today, we are excited to welcome Adrienne Court to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Adrienne. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So just to get started, would love to hear a little bit more about yourself and about Alchemy and what you do at Alchemy. Yeah, great, great. So let's start with um, Alchemy and what we do. So um, just from a very fundamental, easy way to explain it, we do digital banking. So uh, you probably most likely do your banking via online or mobile app. We create that um, for um, credit unions and um, kind of next tier banks, so not the big Bank of Americas, et cetera. And we help them remain re- relevant in their communities, particularly with uh, credit unions, their nonprofits, and helping re- them remain connected in their in their communities. Um, alchemy is actually the phonetical spelling for the word alchemy, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y. Uh, so mat- magical chemical tra- transformation. And so for us, it's creating, taking ordinary elements such as fire, water, wind, and earth, and creating... Um, and uh, alchemists actually believe you could do that and you can convert lead into gold. And for us, it's creating the gold standard experience for our clients. Um, we're one of those fun success stories. Uh, we just celebrated uh, 10 years uh, last year, um, founded by uh, a gentleman from Oklahoma, actually Oklahoma City, Stephen Bohannon. Um, we're now 525 alchemists. We have about 150 clients and over 8 million uh, users on our platform. So pretty exciting. Um, I'm actually the head of HR and culture for Alchemy, and really fundamental to our success is our um, intentional, conscious um, commitment to our culture and promoting and protecting that. And our clients actually make the final decision to purchase Alchemy because of our culture. Um, Our sales team will say 90 85 to 90% of their final decision is culture. And when you think about, wow, they're buying like a digital platform, like how cool is that, right? So hopefully that tells you a little bit about us and what I do at Alchemy. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'd love to hear you just talk a little bit more about how culture plays this important role in Alchemy's success. Yeah. So, and I know every company is a little bit different and we're a technology company. We're a SaaS, so software as a service company. Um, and um, we're a little bit different in that our average client contracts six and a half years. So most SaaS technology companies maybe eighteen months to two years. So ours is six and a half. Um, I won't go into the the nitty gritty detail why that is, but it's a very important decision. It's a, a one of the primary platforms a client um, uh, uses in, in terms of connecting with their customers. So when they are making that decision of who they're going to be hanging out with as their digital provider, they want to understand like who they're connecting with and who's going to be my partner for this long period of time. It's not like, hey, well, if I made a mistake in a year and a half or two, we can change. You know, they really need to understand who we are. Who we are. And then also primarily um, our, our clients are credit unions and regional banks. So they're very intent in terms of how they connect with their community and their culture too. So they really look in terms of who their partners are. But really, the other thing is attracting and, and retaining incredible talent. 
yeah. you know. So, um, but with those two things, it's pretty you know, important. Um, I'll give you one example, and we have one of our original clients. Um, she joined us, um, or they, her credit union is one of the first for us, and she just was recently promoted to CEO of her credit union. And she reached out to us and said, hey, can I come spend a day with you guys at Alchemy? We're like, well, sure. She goes, I'd like to get a little more understanding about your, you know, the culture and how you promote and protect it. Like, well, great. And I said, wow, that's kind of interesting. She's actually out in West Virginia. We're, we're based in uh, Texas. And she says, um, I said, wow, that's really interesting. I said, yeah, you, whether you were 25, 100, 150, now over 500 alchemists, your culture has remained consistent. And as now I'm I becoming CEO of my organization, I want to be able to do the same. So, Wow, that's a huge testament to yeah. what you all are doing. Do you have any tips for early stage entrepreneurs as to how they can be very intentional about building out a, a positive and strong culture yeah. within their businesses? Absolutely. So um, just a, a quick note, I am writing a book. It's called Conscious Culture, How You Think, Act, and Connect to Inspire Uncommon Business Results. Um, and let me just talk about kind of a startup. So um, you are passionate about whatever you're designing, building, selling, right? That, that commitment. And um, you may have kind of those first clients or customers, whatever you're selling in terms of your product. And as you're starting out, you know who and what you want to be. Um, but as you begin to grow and add um, employees or partners, um, you, that can be lost pretty quickly. So uh, when I talk to um, early stage, high growth, and even mature companies, I think it's first fundamentally to understand what culture is. Because sometimes you think, oh, it's this warm and fuzzy thing. You know, it's just this feel-good thing. It doesn't really make a difference. For me, I think it's very tangible. It's how you think, act, and connect. So think is the words you use to express who you are. As you um, started, you, you kind of described how you ex express your or organization, right? So from that fundamental is the words you use to express your culture. Very important. Then the act are the things and behaviors that you do um, to reflect that culture. So if things are consistent, they align, right? So for example, at Alchemy, uh, trusted accountability is a very important element of our culture. Well, trusted accountability to us means doing the right things always, um, sharing our knowledge and expertise, right? So if, we're, if our executives or someone's doing counter to that, right, then we're not aligned. But really most importantly is if your uh, thinking and actions are consistent, that's going to be reflected to your customers and community. They're going to know. So if you are treating your employees, your partners, consistent with what you want, like caring in terms of your culture, that should naturally flow to your clients and your communities who you're you know, selling with or do doing with. So um, I love to use uh, an extreme example. And um, uh, putting politics aside, um, but Chick-fil-A, I think, is a phenomenal ex uh, example of an organization that has remained true to their culture from startup to today. The it's my pleasure culture. We're always going to be closed on Sundays, right? It's the experience, right? And you say, yeah, yeah, Adrienne, you know, yeah. So what, like, what does that mean? Well, if you look at their average revenue per store, it's double 
the revenue of their next peer, which would be McDonald's. Wow. Keep in mind that Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays, uh, open less hours, uh, pay higher wages, and by the way, they just sell chicken. In fact, I mean, some people say it might be the greatest chicken in the world, um, but all their competitors sell chicken. In fact, if you go into Chick-fil-A, I, you buy a sandwich, it doesn't even have lettuce and tomato on it, right? So when you kind of think about that, they've created this connection with their community. I heard a statistic that for every franchise that is open, they have over 60,000 applicants interested in the franchise. Wow. And when they look for potential franchisees, um, they're not looking for someone who says, I want to make this huge profit and I want to, like, sell chicken. They're looking for folks that I want to build a leadership development academy in my community, and I'm going to be doing that through my stores, right? So um, I know that's an extreme example, but a very important one. And you can look at others. Can I give one more example? Definitely. Right? So we all know Uber, right? We all, I mean, I'm sure most of your listeners either use Uber or, or are an Uber driver to help fund your, your business. If you look back a few years ago, Uber almost spun out of control because of culture. As you may know, there was someone, uh, a former employee, that she posted something, and then it really, I mean, uh, opened up the curtain in terms of what was happening in Uber. Had they not responded the way they did, Uber may not be what it is today. In fact, at that time, investors, think it was kind of um, spinning out of control. Um, their board, there's several people specifically on the board that stood up and said, we can make a change. And they've made an incredible change. And look at how phenomenal. I mean, it's a household wor- word and continuing to grow and evolve. So um, culture has a very significant and meaning, uh, meaningful impact uh, to business results. May I give one more example? As many as you like. You're you're the expert here. So So, Alchemy is a privately held company. We have private investors. Um, But how do I be, how am I able to translate that value of what we're investing in our culture at Alchemy into uh, financial results? So um, I took the list of, there's about 60 or so publicly traded SaaS companies, so software as service companies, which we would be in that genre. And um, I, this is by no means a perfect study, okay? But basically reviewed each one of those um, public companies, looked at their Glassdoor scores or comparably scores, a variety of things, and then came up for a score with each one of them. Again, I am not a data analyst, and it's not a perfect study, but basically did that and averaged it out. Then I asked our CFO, if you were to look at these, what would be some of the financial metrics that you would say we would either want to aspire to or are, would be considered you know, financially healthy? And so he gave me um, several financial um, metrics to look at and then sorted these companies by this. Coincidentally, each one that is performing the highest had the higher culture scores, and those that were performing the lowest had the lower culture scores. So when I talk, you know, culture is not just tangible. It actually relates to results. So I hope that gives you some insight, and I hope I didn't talk too much to that question, Chandler. No, that was, that was perfect, and, mm-hmm. and thank you for sharing. One of the questions that I've had on my mind is when you see someone deviating from the team culture, mm-hmm. how do you handle that in the most productive manner? Right. It's interesting because, again, at Alchemy, because it, we're so, I'm not going to say fanatical, but we, 
we do uh, put a lot of focus on pr- promoting and protecting our culture. Um, sometimes we have to make the hard decisions. So, for example, um, you might have the high-performing high salesperson. They're getting the deals done, but they're leaving bodies in the wake, and it's inconsistent with the culture. That's only sustainable for a short period of time because it will deteriorate productivity among others. So at Alchemy, um, without giving out too much, we actually made actually pretty significant decisions in our organization to have people find jobs outside of Alchemy that may be on the short term having high results, but were very low on our culture. Um, And so that's how sometimes those are very, very tough, tough decisions to make. But for the longer term, um, we'll actually have you uh, gain better results. Wow, that's that's definitely not an easy one to swallow. But no, it's not. I appreciate the transparency on it. Another thing that I've been thinking about is generational gaps yep. within the workplace. Um, obviously, there are so many different cultural norms yep, just yep. based upon when you grew up. Mm-hmm. And so how do you recommend for founders to handle any generational gaps they might have in their companies? Right. You know, this is always an interesting one. I actually think fundamentally, while um, how you may connect with people might be different in terms of how you've grown up in technology and I'm learning technology, right? But um, fundamentally, even, um, again, I'm uh, referencing Alchemy, Um, we do our annual engagement survey score, uh, annual engagement survey. So like, how are we feeling at Alchemy and how are alchemists feeling about us? Um, Every six months, which is pretty out of the ordinary. Most companies do it maybe once a year or every other year. But our highest, one of our highest scores on our um, survey is um, diverse perspectives are valued and appreciated. So fundamentally, what that says, um, and our average age is 39. Many people think of a technology service much younger. Our average age is 39. So we have the spectrum. But fundamentally, if you have a culture that um, drives transparent communication, caring collaboration, you know, those types of things, you automatically, not automatically, but you kind of drive that, um, that, um, that openness to, as I said, diverse perspectives or appreciating diversity in terms of thinking. Um, And so I think that's one of the most impactful elements of um, whatever you want to call it, different generations. The other thing in terms of generations, and I think this is with all all, um, generations, but particularly your generation, Chandler, and others, is that you want to feel like you're making an impact. Definitely. And so um, many times you can feel like, wow, I'm working for a for-profit company and I'm actually making an impact. Um, but for, for example, I was just talking to another company, but at Alchemy, how are we making an impact? Well, we're in, we're in the fintech space and it's financial technology. But really what we're doing is we're working with um, credit unions and banks to help them remain relevant against kind of the bigger ones, right? So we can create this mission of like helping organizations within communities be survive and compete, you know? So those are the kind of things that you have to do. The other thing is promoting time in terms of how giving back into your communities is really important as well. And many folks ask that. The other thing in terms of um, uh, different generations as what your culture is internally has to be consistent with what's being said about you externally in social media. 
And if there's a, a dramatic inconsistency, then we know and you know, savvy next generation folks like you like ferret that out very quickly. Next question is about hiring. Oh yeah, absolutely. For early stage companies and even well established companies, yep. hiring is what can make or break your company. Mm-hmm. How are you all intentional about making sure that the folks that you onboard uh, fit with your company culture? Yeah. So we do, you know, I'm not going to say we do anything that's crazy, um, off the charts, like really inventive. Um, but we do spend a lot of time in terms of um, meeting them with multiple people across functions um, and getting to know them on a human level. And then, um, and of course, the skill sets are important. But that element of the culture fit is so important. Like literally people are hiring managers, like the radar's up, like it's not a cultural fit. And it's just kind of sometimes attitude. It's not that alchemy is better than others. Everybody has phenomenal, many companies, phenomenal cultures. It's just what fits for us. Are they really going to be optimistic and persevere, right? Are they going to be someone who um, trusted accountability in terms of going to share their knowledge? Are they going to be someone that's not going to be like that kind of team player? So those things that we look for, and I have to tell you, um, within a very short period of time, if we've made a hiring decision, they either opt out or we help them opt out of the organization. And one thing I think it's really interesting is sometimes People, um, managers say, yeah, but man, he or she's got this great cultural fit. Like, really? Well, what does that mean? Well, he's a super nice guy. Okay. Well, let's go down our our culture compounds, we call them. Let's go down those and, like, see if you really think they are a cultural fit. So let's start with trusted accountability. Do they do the right thing always? Hmm. Well, not really. I mean, hmm, Okay. How about, and so you have to, and I talked about the language. If you have the language and you can actually talk about these things, then you can ferret in whether he's a nice guy or she's a nice guy. And is it really someone that the team can count on just because they're smiling and friendly um, doesn't necessarily mean they're someone who's going to fit within your culture. Yeah. Awesome. I, yeah. I really appreciate that insight. Yeah. One of the things we've been thinking about is culture killers. Uh-huh. Would love to hear some of your list of top culture killers that you've seen across your career so far? Well, the biggest culture killers are if your leadership is acting inconsistent with what your culture is. That'll kill it dramatically. The other thing is, particularly when you're scaling and growing a company, is you're not um, focused on your culture and it just escapes um, and grows without you. Um, that's That's a hugely, it's a it's a big culture killer. Um, as I mentioned, allowing um, behaviors that can eat away at your culture slowly. Um, as I mentioned, a, a perfect example, we have the, one of our highest performing salespeople, but he's a, or she's a jerk, right? That's a tremendous culture killer, and that's going to bleed through your organization pretty quickly. Um, I think those are some of the key culture killers. Yeah, I mean that. I feel like anyone who has had multiple work experiences has probably worked for some folks who have been. We all have, right? In fact, if you look at my LinkedIn, you'll see where I'm at a place, maybe four or five years. So good culture alignment for me. And if I'm there a year, probably not a good culture alignment. Doesn't mean it's a bad culture, but it was not a culture alignment for me. 
Yeah. One, one of the things you also talked about in this culture killer segment was when company is growing quickly, sometimes things can get away with you or get away from you. Yeah. How do you get ahead of that? To oh, ensure I love that, that question. Thank you. So, um, you have to be, as I said, very, um, conscious, intentional. So in your language, in your words, um, <clears throat> Even, uh, I'll just tell you this, this week, there was a communication that went out um, to all employees, or all, all of our alchemists, and there wasn't a single reflection of our culture in it. It was just, you must do this. I lost my mind, because that's not how we are, right? It's not just because we tell you. We need to explain why it's important and why we all want to do it. Get the difference, right? Yeah. This, you get the same result. I mean, you know, you must do this training. Okay, great. But what does it really mean? Why do we need to do it? Well, because it relates to caring collaboration, trusted accountability, whatever it is, you know, to, to put it back into place. But one of the things um, also, um, besides that, um, I'll, I'll give you another example, our performance reviews. And we could probably spend an hour just talking about performance review. Are they outdated, dated, whatever. But I'm old school. We do performance reviews at Alchemy. Um, but I keep them pretty simple. They're only on our six culture compounds. So everybody... As, has the same discussion. How, what were my results and how did I behave or how are my behaviors in terms of achieving those results in alignment with, my cult, with the six culture compounds, right? Did I demonstrate caring collaboration? Did I show um, optimistic per- perseverance? Did I, you know, those types of things. And so that's the conscious way of continuing to think and talk about it. But I'll tell you something that we do um, we're a learning culture. We invest a lot more than most companies uh, are, are stage in growth. Ton in leadership development, tangent management development, just to kind of reinforce to our leaders and managers how important their accountability is to our, our alchemist. And at a company of our size and our growth, it's pretty rare to see. The other thing um, that I think is fairly unique is we do culture training. Last year, uh, we called it um, the Central Culture Training, and we would bring in uh, cross-functional teams. And by the way, 95% of our alchemists completed that culture training last year, like craziness, right? Um, But we did cross-functional teams in um, uh, kind of facilitated sessions, and we talked about our culture compounds, and we also challenged them. Like, Adrienne, you know, hey, trusted accountability, I got all that, but... Sally Sue over there doesn't, right? So how do we work through that, right? Or hashtag, one of our culture compounds is real fun, which we define as um, recognizing and celebrating contributions and engaging in our community. Um, And so, well, you know, I did all this work and no one recognized me. That was not hashtag real fun. You know, so we kind of challenge those things. This year, as I mentioned, diverse perspectives are valued and appreciated alchemy. We added 180 alchemists last year. We're going to add another 70 this year. Oh. So um, uh, we're using DISC, which is a, um, a, a thinking style um, assessment, and we're incorporating that in our culture training. So I might be a D, which is dominant, or I, an influencer, or C, you know. But we all can operate in the context of our culture It's just understanding that I may be a D, which I'm a people would know I'm a D, and that uh, and understanding an S perspective, right? And even though I might be thinking and and behaving a certain way, and they might be thinking a certain, but we both, all of us, can operate within in alignment with our culture. So it's really, um, it's kind of a fun again dynamic way 
of uh, looking at examples of like caring collaboration. How would a D approach the situation? How would an S? And then we then it opens our mindset and hopefully breaks down the 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 um, the, the conflicts, but instead appreciation. In fact, I just had an example. It was funny. Um, yesterday with one of the, actually someone on my team and we were having a one-on-one and I was all in like, just do it. And then he said, you know, Adrienne, I'm a C. I'm like, that's right. Okay. I'll shut down. You take time to explain to me all the details of this. And then, you know, so then we kind of, and, and we just finished a project and someone else sent a thing. He goes, our D, this D and C, we can work well together. So it's kind of creating that. And that's really important, I think, um, particularly for fast-growing companies to invest in things like that. Definitely. And talking about investing in mm-hmm. specific tools, do you have any tools that you would recommend for companies to integrate into their um, intentional culture processes? Right. So um, if you're not, you're, if you're not uh, learning, you're not growing. Even at at, at immediate startups, you've got a couple people. If you're not sharing your knowledge with those around you, um, that's a critical element in terms of being able to build. Now, for us, as as we grow, um, we actually, a couple things that we've done that I think are fairly unique at Alchemy, we actually have uh, our our, um, Alchemy leadership, we call it Gold Standard Leadership Development Program, where it's a six-month program, leaders learn new tools every month, um, everything from DISC, which I mentioned, to um, simple leadership management tools like the Jahari window, variety of things, so that they can actually apply that within the organization. The other um, the other things is um, there's so much available, that, and people go, well, you know what, I we can't afford well, certainly you can afford. There's this podcast. There's so many things where you can engage in your team to reinforce that, that learning culture. And by the way, any organization, if you're not continuing learning and understanding what the competitive market is and what's happening, shame on you because someone's going to like roll right over you and right past you. So Awesome. Thank you so much for all of the insight that you shared. I know that you've got to run to dinner with the rest of the team in just a little bit. So I have one last question Uh and it's basically just how can any of us or any of our listeners be helpful to you personally or the rest of the alchemy team going forward? Yeah. Well, thanks for asking that. I mean, first this visit to Tulsa has been incredible. The investment, um, that, that you know, so many organizations are making in Tulsa, you can just feel it. I mean, generational change. Um, and so um, thank you for that. I, I really feel inspired by spending time here in Tulsa and seeing what you guys are doing. No, nothing at this point. I'm just so glad I could um, spend some time with you and hopefully um, share a little insight to what I'm passionate about. Awesome. Thank you so much for a great uh, afternoon on the podcast. And uh, we look forward to staying in touch. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Be Attento podcast. You can find us on social media on all profiles at Attento Capital, and you can find us online at attentocapital.com. You can subscribe to the podcast anywhere podcasts are played, and we want to give a huge thank you and shout out to Rant9 Productions for their help. Thanks, guys. See you next week.